This is Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody is wrong. I'm Parker, and that's Brendan. Welcome back. Uh, follow us along, like and subscribe, yada, yada, yada. The likes, know. especially now. Hit the little thumbs up button, guys. We really want the likes? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> that's the, the thing. The YouTube gods. The YouTube gods. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, a okay. sacrifice of a nice thumbs up. Uh, yeah. just, just hit it, guys. Yeah, like, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be great if you know you'd hit the... Point nine seconds out of your day. Yeah. To just... <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of gods, <laughs> uh, I figured we'd just launch straight in. Uh, and How long have you been holding on to that? Literally not at all. Uh, which is weird because I kind of set myself up for it. So <laughs> it sounds like I was. Yeah. Um, it's probably even a bad intro. It's not terrible. Um, anyway, uh, we're doing an after credits this week. So we want to take a look at Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, obviously, I, I went and saw it right we away. Don't, we don't want to look at it. But. Oh, I, I don't like. <laughs> I am here to talk about it for sure. I'm stoked about talking about. Okay, it. Okay, here we go. Um, How do you want to do this? Um, so, <clears throat> for context, you and I saw it different, like separately. Yeah. Uh, what was your experience? Let's just start with that. Well, kind of what do you mean, like in my experience? Like well, so like I went to an IMAX show. It oh, you was went to an IMAX. Packed. Okay. Um, you know, like, and it, I went on a Thursday night. Like the the very basically the first show I could sure. get to, so it was as packed as it's going to be with MCU fans, more yeah. or less. We had um, a we had a weird experience. We went to one of the it was a three thirty show on the Thursday. Oh, which is earlier than the first show usually, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Typically, I think the first is, seven is usually seven seven o'clock. I have heard that they are doing those shows, but yeah, I assume it wasn't that packed then. Uh, it was packed. It oh, was packed, really? but we were in the theater with those premiere seats, the new uh, the, at Landmark with the. With the heated seats and the, oh sure all yeah. that stuff uh, the, the double recliner so like your feet and your your headrest oh yeah oh that was oh that was good yeah uh, uh, but yeah it was it was busy it was busy but it made it was a weird MCU experience uh, because of that or because of the movie because of the movie oh, okay yeah so I, I I don't know I guess just address the elephant in the room I was disappointed <laughs> um it are we on the same page here. I, yeah, like, but there's some, there's some hyperbole on my end. What What do you mean? What? <clears throat> I that, that do you want me to set you up? What do you? No, do you no, want, no. I, I just don't know if I wanted to just rail into it right away without giving you a chance to just be like semi okay with it. <laughs> okay, so you want you want me to talk first? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's. Do okay. That. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was overall disappointed. Uh, like obviously it's an MCU movie. I enjoyed it. You know, like it was fun. Um, there is some funny bits in it. Uh, there is some. Uh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna cut this off with a big spoiler warning. Oh, <laughs> right, man, meant to do that. Yeah, we are going to spoil the movie. Like we're we're not gonna yeah. hold back from any of those. So yeah. if you are concerned really... about that, stop yeah. watching or jump ahead. Like I don't know, twenty minutes, half an yeah, hour. Yeah, this is an in-depth review with spoilers. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how in depth a review it will be. I'm just gonna sort of <laughs> talk around it, but you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, there's some there's some great bits in it. Uh, there's some uh, some funny moments that I really enjoyed. I I found that uh, Love and Thunder never really seemed to like it. It always understood that its core audience is kids, uh, and so I appreciated that in some ways that uh, it sort of seemed to keep going back to some of that. Sure. Um. You know, after Doctor Strange, uh, it felt like, uh, you know, like it was a little bit darker. Uh, it clearly wasn't 
aimed at eight-year-olds. Um, so it, I, I felt like Love and Thunder jumped back from that. And I was happy with it. You know, I was happy it was a little more fun, a little more exciting. Um, even this, some of the, you know, again, from an eight-year-old's perspective, scarier portions really weren't that scary. Um, but that was one of the biggest gripes I ended up having then is just the fact that um, 10 times out of 10, this movie goes for the gag. Yeah. Um, so it never gives you an opportunity to build up um, any sort of feeling or emotion or uh, or anything uh, for any of the characters, for any... Like, there's no stakes um, because the gag is always there. Yeah. Um, even with Gore, the um, villain played by Christian Bale, there's a, a moment where he is terrifying children. Um, and he's doing that because he is terrifying. Uh, and it makes sense. But he also makes jokes uh, or maybe not quite jokes, but what he is doing is ultimately funny, at least for the audience. Um, maybe not for those children in that cage that he's, you know, kidnapped. Um, but, but like I laughed yeah. uh, and it's weird. It's weird that I'm laughing when he is ultimately a, supposed to be a terrifying villain. Yeah. Um, I was surprised with the length. Uh, that it was only two hours. Oh, uh, it felt longer. It might have been a little bit less even. Um, and I wish we had seen more of Gore, uh, given that I was uh, quite happy with him, other than maybe, you know, the gags. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I felt like it didn't have the heart of Ragnarok, um, which was really surprising because I kind of expected that Ragnarok was a... Um, was going to be the inferior of the two because I, I I figured that they didn't really trust uh, Taika with with Ragnarok, so they just sort of were like, "Well, we'll give you this property because no one cares about Thor." You know, the movies haven't been performing amazing, so just make sure that he's at this point by the end of the movie, yeah, and then yeah, just yeah. let him do whatever he wanted. Um, but I felt like he'd have more control and more leeway and, and maybe more money, I guess, sure. to do what he wanted with Love and Thunder, and um. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he did, and they just and he just didn't deliver. Maybe some of those constraints were good for him. I I, I don't know. Um, but I yeah I I would I would say the general feeling was disappointment. I walked out kind of going, oh man, if this is really where the MCU is, and this is the the movies that are going to continue to be put out, um, I'm probably going to eventually stop watching. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I find that it's a little bit true with some of the TV shows as well. I've been enjoying them in general, um, but I think partially I enjoy them because I get 45 minutes of MCU content on, <laughs> on a week. weekly yeah, basis. Week. Yeah, um, but it's less to do with them being truly groundbreaking or, yeah. or, or really well done. There's been some some specific moments from, I think probably from each of the shows that I would pick out and go, oh, this was worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like as an example, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the moment where, uh, what's his name? John Walker or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did I nail it? You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where he kills the civilian with the shield, sure. I thought was powerful and moving. Um, and I thought the end of that series was was powerful and moving. Like the first reveal as with Sam Wilson as Cap. Sure. Um, I, I thought there were some good moments there. Um, but, you know, the, the stuff that surrounded it was okay and fine. But not astounding. Yeah. Um, and again, very similar vibes here. So if, if this is the level of quality we're getting used to, then 
I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I would lose a little bit of interest in the MCU. Yeah, that's crazy to think about that, that, that you would. Well, and let's be very clear. <gasps> we're probably still five years removed from that. Like, they can put up five more years of content at this level of quality before I stop watching. So not at all, really. No, <laughs> no not really. But, it, um, but we've talked about this before about how out of the, I think there's 28 MCU films now. Um, and then hours and hours of TV now. Um, out of all of that content, I would say there's probably only, if I'm being really, really, uh, if I'm giving them more slack, there's probably 10 movies um, that really stand out as, as good sure. and, and stand out from the pack. Um, while the rest of them sort of, uh, oh, and there's like two or three really bad ones. And then everything else is sort of in the middle. And we've talked about this. We just, they maintain a level of quality that yeah. we've come to expect. And I would put Love and Thunder right in the pack there. I yeah. wouldn't put it as like bad and outright, uh, you know, offensive to my senses yeah, or yeah. anything. But um, but I, I don't see, like if I had to pick an MCU movie to rewatch, it's not going to be at the top of my list by any means. No. Not even close. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, actually, sorry, a good analogy, I guess, for how what I thought of, of Love and Thunder All In was the first time I saw those screaming goats, I thought they were funny. The <laughs> second time, I also thought they were funny. The third through 30th time, it definitely lost its appeal. And and that was the, the general vibe of the whole movie is I felt like it was... Um, to quote Bilbo Baggins, uh, <laughs> too little butter spread over too much bread. Um, Holy shit. It's just, you. there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough uh, for to hold me. Um, yeah. That's actually pretty in-depth. I didn't think you were going to go that deep. Uh, with the Bilbo Baggins thing? No, I, know, I mean, just in know. general. Just in general. I didn't think, I didn't think you were going to give that all away right off the top. Wow, so, so now you're disappointed you let me go first. No, no, because uh, I think I still think you're gonna have a lot to talk about uh, after I spew my garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hit, or sorry, is there anything here that you would disagree with? Or that no, you, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. I think I'm gonna cover most of it, to be honest. Um, Do you have a speech prepared? Are you gonna like pull out a thing? <laughs> no, like you're freaking I, me out here. Well, it's, it was weird because like I, 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 oddly enough, the first thing I, I, I did when I got out of the theater, I was like, oh man, Parker and I are gonna have. Either he's going to absolutely love the shit out of this thing, and we're going to have to have a conversation. Yeah. Or it's going to be like a a weird uh, funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, like there's a little bit of that. Because at the end of the day, honestly, coming out of that theater, uh, between this and what I'm kind of watching on the TV stuff, on the TV side, yeah, uh, that movie might have been the nail in the coffin for me. Oh, yeah. For the whole MCU. For the whole MCU. Wow. And then like being five years removed from where you think you're going to end up, that's not bad considering our levels of love of it. Sure. Right? Yeah. On a scale. But at some point, it's just like you're, you're, you're a parody of yourself, that movie, right? Like it, it, it feels like it's satire. I don't know if it's satire anymore. I don't know if it's a parody. Uh, it's, a, it's certainly, it, I didn't find most of it funny. Uh, like hmm. the so the theater experience I mentioned earlier, the thing that was weird is that nobody laughed. Oh, really? We had a we had a dead silent theater for most of it. I laughed out loud once, and it was a weird throwaway line. <laughs> and so, like even the the stuff that was supposed to be funny, uh, I didn't laugh. But I laughed at the uh, maybe your arms in Valhalla. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a weird throwaway line that he whispers under his voice. And I was like, for some weird reason, that got to me. Yeah. And none of it, nothing else did. Uh, and it, your goat thing was pretty spot on because it just felt like he took three things that were super funny or super, that he would be super good at and he just rotated it. Yeah. By the end of the movie, I, I don't even know which Guns N' Roses songs he uses anymore. Because he keeps using the first 15 seconds of a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah. So I'm like, at one point, I'm like, is, and I love Guns N' Roses. And so the problem is, is like, is this Paradise City? And how do I not know it? Yeah. Uh, so he just, it felt like he just kept digging back into his bag of tricks and going through it. You're right about there not being any stakes because everything is, 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 is trying to go for, for gags. Mm-hmm. So even serious things like I God Butcher and Cancer. Yeah, aren't good enough to keep me motivated for the rest of the film. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, so even even those even those lighthearted moments are 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 undercut by funny gag bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the gore stuff would have been extra terrifying had the rest of the movie not been funny. You know, like if he's uh, doing the weird laughing bit, and I because I know which one which bit you're talking about, where he's sitting in the thing and he rips the thing's head off, and yeah, he does the creepy stuff. That's extra creepy. If the movie is not as funny as it is, or is supposed to be as funny as it is, yeah, I I could see it. Like I I, I think I think about um in Infinity War, I guess, yeah. and there is still laughs in that movie, yeah, um, and there's still a number of them, yeah. yeah. Um, so they put I, I think they managed to put brevity and humor into that film while ultimately still making it a, a sobering experience, yeah, a, yeah, a movie that you're supposed to take seriously, sure, and and that's not the case here at all, no, um. Uh, it's been probably a month since we had CJ on this podcast, but CJ, uh, actually, who I saw it with, yeah. um, said to me that uh, he found that it it really seemed um, the movie seemed transactional in that they went from point A to point B. They did the thing at point B, then they went to point C. They did the thing there, then they went to point D. And he was just like, "There's no other." puzzles or problems or anything else no. it's just like here's the path we have to take and let's do that thing yeah. so again it, it feels like a transaction we're going to the grocery store we're picking up bananas we leave yeah. you know oh and then i need to stop by the i don't know clothing store i like <laughs> this analogy is falling apart um <laughs> no, i get it though. but it, it it's just not there wasn't a lot to it um no. and so really the only thing that gives this movie depth is uh is like moments that should have heart that don't. Yeah. Um, and then the humor and the humor is like, I, I laughed and in the sure. theater I was in, uh, I would say people laughed at the points they were supposed to. Like we didn't have any weird, awkward silences or anything. <laughs> um, so I think generally people were enjoying it. Um, right. the difference is a little bit though, too. I was an IMAX and it's quite loud. Uh, Fair enough. so I do think that there was, we weren't hearing quite as much as the laughter. Um, so maybe if you're in a uh, a theater that they keep the sound rel- uh, levels a little bit lower than they tend to in IMAX, um, uh, you'd notice if the whole theater isn't yeah. laughing. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe I just didn't. Um, but we didn't have, you know, the 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 infamous hooting and hollering from MCU fans yeah, either yeah, yeah. because of something cool happening. Sure. Um, uh, maybe I, that maybe that was just my uh, the, the that that three thirty crowd isn't just uh, yeah isn't, yeah isn't built for for Taika Waititi movies no <laughs> no I I don't think three thirty crowd is built for much honestly <laughs> um uh I did have a few people try and clap 
at the end of the movie. Oh, you try. Uh, well, they, they tried because they clapped a couple of times and they realized no one else was doing it. And then they sort of looked at each other and realized they were doing it <laughs> and tried to continue to be like, well, you're doing it. So, look, I'll keep it up. And then realized, no, 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 this is pathetic and stopped. Uh, so that was that was weird. Um, for the record, the cheering and the clapping and the hooting and hollering as a thing in um, in movies, I don't hate. Uh, I'm not totally against it. I'm just uh, it can be a little strange and can be a little cringe, you know. Um, and uh, in in situations like this where I find the movie was underwhelming, you know. Again, I I was though I loved the hooting and hollering and the cheering in Endgame when kind of you could feel the energy of the whole room. Oh, but um, you want you want those moments reserved for that. Exactly. You know? And yeah. so I'm like, well, why are we clapping at Love and Thunder? You know, like they didn't. They had screaming goats. Yeah. You know, that was the groundbreaking <laughs> thing. And sorry, that's unfair. This is um, uh, probably the, the, say it in a weird way, the gayest uh, Marvel movie I've seen. Yeah. Um, and I think that's worth celebrating. I, I think that there was some representation there that was potentially worthwhile. Um, it's a little strange that some of that LGBTQ plus uh, representation comes from a um a talking rock you know but i don't hate it um uh there is some like queer vibes you get from um is that yeah i think that's fine to say uh from valkyrie uh yeah they were they were much upfront more upfront about it this time around yeah yeah which is great yeah much much better than how they handled things in ragnarok um yeah, so like there was some cool things. I did see some. There's a uh, uh, a Maori guy that was talking about how much he loved Love and Thunder, and he was talking about that on TikTok. Sure. Uh, and because of some Maori representation, um, which was great, you know. So absolutely, props for those things. Yeah. But those things does not a good movie make. No, and I think it's tough. I think the, especially when I sit and think about it, the, the the best character growth and development in that movie is Stormbreaker. <laughs> Uh, okay, actually, now that you remind me of that, some of those Stormbreaker bits were actually funny. Yeah, I, I sure. did really sure. appreciate they did, some of those I, jokes. They didn't make me laugh, laugh, but again, I'm like, you guys spent a lot of time making, developing a character for this inanimate object, and yeah. you didn't do that with your actual characters. Uh, there's a moment at the beginning uh, where Thor's grandstanding in, a, in the middle of battle, and fucking Star-Lord and Drax roll their eyes, and I didn't realize that that was going to be me the rest of the movie. <laughs> Like, oh, because yeah. that's what it felt like. Yeah. Now, now you know they get to fuck off and leave after fifteen minutes. But now we're the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we got to watch Thor kind of do his thing, and I, and it becomes eye roll inducing at points because it just it there there is no the thing that I missed and I didn't think I was gonna miss was Loki because Loki is the perfect straight man in a lot of those things, and a lot of times a lot of the the uh, the a lot of the softer tones come from Loki. He slows the movie down when it needs to be slowed down. Mm. Uh, a lot of the character moments, like their their relationship together, he brings a lot of that. And I think losing Loki in this movie uh, feels like you just kind of, everything else got turned to 11 because there's not that one guy being like, hey, everybody relax. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I I don't know if this movie would have been improved with Loki. No, I don't think so. I think he helps. Um, I think he would have helped, but I don't know if he would have saved it. I 
it's interesting too because I find with the after having watched Love and Thunder, I think I probably appreciate Ragnarok a little bit less now. Mm. Um, uh, in particular, I felt that some of Thor's behavior in terms of his character arc throughout the series, he seems zany and a little unhinged yeah. in Ragnarok, and and from a um, a practical point of view, from a real world point of view. My understanding is that's because Taika wanted to create, give, make Thor a little more goofy, and sure. give Chris Hemsworth sure. an opportunity to be goofy and be silly and be yeah. fun, um, as opposed to trying to be serious all the time. Uh, but in in character, I always kind of looked at it as this is his way of coping with uh, grief and loss. And you know, there's um, uh, he had lost multiple. He had been dumped by Jane Foster yeah. in Ragnarok. He had, or before. Um, he lost his mom the uh, the movie previous as well. Yeah. He lost his dad at the start of that. Yeah. Um, and so he's sort of coming to terms. And I think it, it's some of it just tr- I, I just looked at it as coping mechanisms. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, but theoretically, at the start of this film, he's like gotten over that as much as you can get over the loss of your home, the loss of your family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that the fact that he's still the same dude, like exactly the same, not even exactly worse. Um, like, yeah. Probably turned up to yeah. 11, you know, um, it, it cheapens it a bit for me. Uh, and again, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm, I'm assigning, uh, meaning to something that was never intended that way. I don't but, think so. I think, I think you're on track too. And especially like, if you think about where he is in, uh, end game, uh, after losing everybody and yeah. thinking it, it's his fault. Sure. Right. So that he should be even be worse off. So mm-hmm. coming out of this thing, if they had spent even just a little bit of time with him and the actual Guardians or him with the Avengers where he refines his family and that's him coming out of it, I think I would have been a little bit more okay with it. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. Or at least we don't see it. It's inferred. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of the finding his family thing, like there is elements of that, sure. you know, like he's spending more time with Korg and, and Valkyrie yeah, and, yeah. and obviously then Jane. Um, uh, and I think that's um, uh, CJ's, um, CJ's wife, Shannon actually mentioned the fact that um, she's been upset about the treatment of women or the way women have been used in, in recent Marvel movies. Sure. Basically just that Jane comes down to being, uh, you know, motivation for Thor effectively sure. in this movie. And I really, I, I don't know if I quite agree with all of that sentiment, um, but, uh, but I, I, I guess really what it comes down to for me is I wanted more of Jane Foster. And I understand that she has cancer and and that's pulled directly from the comic. Uh, and I appreciate what they're doing with that storyline. Um, but frankly, I would have liked if she had stuck around for another movie at least, or we had got an opportunity for their relationship to build back up. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe kill her off in the next one if he, if we need to. Yeah. Um, I, I understand on some level, why they may have done some of these things. I don't think Natalie Portman really wants to stick around uh, in these movies. Um, and it was great to see Jane Foster Thor yeah. um, at all. So, you know, I, I, I can't really be too upset, I guess. Um, but it is strange. It's strange that basically the character of Jane Foster Thor is supposed to be uh, a little bit of his, like, 
women can do anything. Yeah. Um, but the ultimate message is, but they can't because they have cancer. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 a weird way of of giving us that message. Yeah. And I think and I I think I I I spend the movie fighting my urge to say that she's shoehorned in there. Uh into the movie like i get she's a big part of it sure but because the expediency of how that story gets told is like she has cancer the hammer talks to her and i'm like what what are we talking about here like why like i get it like we he he has that moment where he's like you have to take care of her while i'm away or whatever like that and sure the hammer imprints him i'm just like but all of that feels so quick yeah yeah it yeah feels so quick that it happens like and and within it feels like within 20 minutes thor runs into thor already yeah you know and and then it just and then there's a just an acceptance of it, and then we go through a whole bunch of things, and then she goes away. Yeah, right. I just i I have a hard time, I have a hard time justifying the inclusion of her because of the way she's used. Yeah, I would agree. Um, uh, I I loved in the comics that they that Thor literally hands off, sorry, Thor Odinson literally hands off the title of Thor uh, to Jane Foster. Yeah. Um, and he is still the Odinson, yeah. and he still acts as a hero, but he's not, he doesn't have another weapon. He doesn't nope. have Stormbreaker. Yeah. He's just fighting with his fists, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, and the reason he does that is because he's no longer worthy. He literally can't carry Mjolnir anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciated that, and I appreciate the fact that Jane steps in to, takes the, the, to take the um, mantle of Thor, not because she wants to, but literally because she has to. Yeah. And that even though she realizes that being Thor is killing her, yeah. uh, is making the treatment, the cancer treatment not work, yeah. um, no one else can do that job. Yeah. And so I, I think it would have been nice if if that was the way this was the focus, handled. Yeah. If maybe, you know, like... Uh, I wouldn't have even mind it if we had a Thor movie that basically didn't have Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah, you know, if yeah. this movie starts with him with the Guardians and then they just go off and he <laughs> joins them and we flip back to Earth and yeah. now it's Jane Foster. Yeah. And, you know, we get, we touch back in, obviously, with Chris Hemsworth later sure. on and stuff. But I, I wouldn't have minded if it was effectively her movie. Yeah, um, and I think that's exactly where I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like you could have told all of those things and have Hemsworth be a little bit of a side side character as mm. opposed to the character because i find i he's a fine actor he's yep. like he's, he's not bad at all but i think when he when he turns up that comedic stuff i don't i think it's too much when it's front and center yeah yeah i uh yeah i think ragnarok was a great balance yeah um but i think partially that's because we have uh bruce banner in there we have loki in there yeah. there's there's other characters to focus on sure. and and we're being introduced to Korg. Now, granted, Korg shouldn't be front and center either, but I I do think that there's enough going on with the other characters. Um, I also thought it was interesting just that there's effectively no character arcs for any of these people. Like, Valkyrie doesn't get an arc. She she has an arc in Ragnarok, um, but uh, she doesn't really... There's nothing really that happens with her that uh, furthers that character. Um, Jane Foster Thor comes back. She does say, I love you. Um, and so there's a nice moment of like, oh, okay, well, maybe they could have been together another time, another place if they were both more committed. You know, yeah, like yeah. there is an element there where they talk about um, 
how their relationship fell apart because they were both scared. Yeah. Um, and I think that's real. Uh, if the movie let it be more real, uh, there wasn't just a gag in there. Yeah. It'd probably be better, but um, uh, but that's really the only like we get an arc of her realizing that this is something she wants. She says she loves him. She dies. Okay, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, you know, super weird. Um, and then there's the whole thing of you know not there not being any stakes not only in this individual film um but also in you know like i don't know if they're going to do anything more with jane foster afterwards but we did there's a post credit scene with her in valhalla yeah so it's definitely leaving a door open sure and it's again like the refusing to let people die thing that's a problem with the mcu yeah um i don't know Plus, for a movie that features a villain called Gore the God Butcher, <coughs> there is not a lot of God butchering. <laughs> like, there's a lot of butchered gods that he like visits a couple. Yeah, but and, and I thought I thought he did a great job visually. He looked great. Oh yeah, uh, he I thought he brought it pretty hard. And the thing is, so I think going back to what you said originally, it's not even a bad movie. No, nope. it's just not. Like it, it is, it's not. It's sometimes enjoyable, but yep. it's not by any means a bad movie. Uh, I just think I'm done with seeing this movie. Uh, but it, it also felt like a movie that I was watching through like a viewfinder. Sure. And each slide had just like Korg telling me what was happening in the slide. And yeah. I'd go to the next slide, and it, it just was just jump. And that's what that movie felt like. Well, and it feels like it should be a rom com um, in a lot of ways, or yeah. there's there's rom com elements. But the last rom-com I saw was The last Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Um, and Every chance you get to plug that movie. I've plugged it twice. <laughs> we talked about it once and now again. But the only reason I talk about it now was because I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was fine. Yeah. It was an okay movie. But it has a far more complete character arc and far more complete character stories. And frankly, more heart than this movie does. Simply because they refuse to let... I guess they refuse to let it be a rom-com. They refuse to let yeah. it divorce itself from the mcu formula enough to just you know let them actually fall in love let them have a relationship we don't need to see people punching each other for there's actually not even that much of that but there's not like i you know i don't know i appreciated the russell crowe uh cameo some of that bit was quite funny yeah. um but and, if and we it... could have actually had moments of relationship between jane foster and thor um, instead of that, I would have taken yeah. it 100%. And even the Russell Crowe stuff. I mean, I'm a big uh, Russell Crowe guy uh, in terms of him being an absolute parody of himself sometimes. Uh, and this would have been really funny had the rest of the movie not tried to be so funny. Yep. You know? And it just it just loses its appeal. Totally. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, again, not a bad movie, but definitely not what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, this was the MCU property I was most looking forward to this year, I think. Um, and I was pretty disappointed. I yeah. would definitely put it below Doctor Strange, too, personally. Yeah, I would. Um, you know, we'll still see what happens with... Uh, I think the only other movie we're getting this year is Black Panther. Uh, no, uh, we get the Marvels. Is sure that this I, year still? I don't know anymore. Um, I thought it might be February. Yeah, I think it year. might again pushed. Um, but I think that's the next two. At but least. I can't even really be excited about Black Panther because we know nothing still. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's yeah. I I think disappointed is probably just the best way to put everything. Is that I've yeah walked out really. I, I was really excited and really really hoping this was going to be uh, you know, Thor Ragnarok two, and then it just wasn't that. No. You know, it didn't have the same appeal. Didn't have the same. Um, heart. 
Yeah, and the fact that I think I think I'm at the point where the next one I'd be even remotely interested in would be like Blade. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. That's far down the line. Dude. <laughs> yeah, like I got nothing else. I don't. I don't think I have anything else. I mean, I think I'm gonna if She Hulk done well. She's one of my favorite characters. I'm sure. excited for that. I don't even want to say excited. Nervous about that. Which is a feeling, I guess. Uh huh. But yeah, I everything else I could do without at this point. I'm done. That's weird, man. <laughs> um, I do have to say, uh, just a, a quick note. I I did think the the black and white sequence I enjoyed. Um, uh, I thought it was strange for a MCU movie, but I think it looked quite cool. And so, from a visuals point of view and from a a sequence point of view, I I was it, I think it was cool for that to sure. be there. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, like I literally can't think of what they did that filled two hours now when I think back, um, because not enough happens of consequence. No, or not enough happens that I cared about yeah. really. Uh, even though some of the things were cool, like again, even this black and white sequence that was cool. It was a <laughs> they did a cool thing, um, but like it just feels like you're talking yourself into liking it. No, that's what I mean. Is you that know, like I that was like... a cool thing they did? But I would still rather have you know got a I don't know. Thor and Jane Foster going on a date or something. Like, again, like, <coughs> given the fact this seemed very clear to me that they were trying to make a rom-com, yeah. um, as far as an MCU movie can be sure. a rom-com, um, I just wanted this, like, let it be an actual rom-com then. Like, just buy into it a little bit more. And they just never give us that. They, yeah. You know, there's the one moment on the boat where uh, Jane and Thor actually have a chance to chat and they undercut uh, it it's and they fucking shit bit they undercut <laughs> everything that's what i mean it's like every single time there's a moment where you could potentially start feeling something they go for the gag yeah and ugh, it's not rewarding it's not rewarding no it's no there's anyway. no payoff there but it also feels like a placeholder movie it does you're, you're we're in between knowing what this phase is leading up to i don't know if it's leading up to anything that's my understanding as well is that feige has talked about them they're not, they're not going to have another big bad like Thanos. Oh, I thought there was there was a there was a rumor going around that they're uh, they might be doing Secret Wars. The not the not the eighties one, but the most recent one in twenty fifteen. That was my like I I believe Secret Wars is happening, but I don't know if it's ever going to be truly an event in the same way. Like I don't think they're ever bringing anyone everyone together again. Um, I mean that would be it though. I'm just saying. My understanding is is it sort of sounds like they're kind of letting people go off on their own a little bit more and there'll be smaller team ups, but it's I, I don't know if we're ever gonna get a true Avengers film again. I think you got it know. at some point. I don't know. I, honestly I bet you it'll depend on whether or not Avatar Two does well. <laughs> really? What does that have to do with it? I, just, I think you just wanted to mention Avatar Two, <laughs> but No, I just think I, I, I think there's there's something to be said about uh wanting that wanting that spot. Oh, well, isn't Avatar still at the top? It is. I thought they got re-released. Sure, and then, but we. But I mean, there's there's still lots of times to re-release Avengers movies. Uh, yeah, but they're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And it's funny because they're all the same studio now, but like it's still. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, I've kind of beaten it to death. I think. No, I think I think I, that's the thing too. Is like there's, there's stuff to talk about, but there's not. That which is kind of yeah. the problem with that movie. So I know I think I think we I think I got everything off I need, I needed to get off my chest. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, <laughs> and again, this is part of the problem with the MCU stuff, though. Uh, sorry, I did have another thing. I'm going to talk about it now. This is the issue with the MCU. Is I was excited to see Hercules. Oh boy! Don't even get me started. <laughs> Why not? I just it's. I think I can't remember that guy's name. Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein. I'm I'm excited for him. Kind of, but I. The, he's the, dope. Yeah, but he's obviously CG'd to be like seven feet tall and jacked. <laughs> well, okay. Like, is he not jacked? Uh, he's not that jacked. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But maybe he will be. Okay. Right? Like, this is them CGing him, knowing they're going to use him at some point. So it's going to be a couple of years. They're giving him time to get jacked. I guess so. I think I, I think this is where I get a little bit. Um, the, the comic book nerd takes over a little bit. And you want you want things to look the way they... You want things to look good. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've had a problem with the last couple of years of people fan casting stuff. Okay. Uh, just because they think things look right. Uh, which again sounds hypocritical, as I just said. Sure. I want things to look right. Yeah. But I also need them to embody that character. The Krasinski thing to me is a perfect example of it. You and I have talked about it a ton. Yeah. I sure he might look the part. I don't. I don't see him as Reed. Sorry. Or, for uh, the record, we're talking about John Krasinski as, as Mr. Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic in Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah. I think he looks fine. I don't think he. he in my mind, he's not the Reed that I would have pictured. Hmm. Uh, I, you know, the trade-off was. Emily Blunt as Susan, as well, which is perfect. Well, and for the record, <laughs> neither of these things have been confirmed. Neither. No, I have no, actually no, no. heard Sam Raimi talked about how the the those cameos were all 100% fan service, and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So who knows? You know, like yeah. what happens when we actually get a Fantastic Four movie? Um, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think giving into the fan service part of it. Uh, so like. Brett is a great actor. Brett Goldstein is a great actor. Sure. And he's got a great looking beard. Yep. So we're going to cast him to be three feet taller than he needs to be? Like, I don't... <laughs> okay, but like, who would you cast? I, I no thought... one is eight feet tall. No, I haven't really thought about it that way. Like, right? We're not but... going to get Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> oh, as Hercules? I'm in. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's not Chris Hemsworth is a big dude. Yeah. He's theoretically not Thor big. But because he's he looks the part... He yeah. can get away with he's it. He's like effectively Thor big. He's massive. He's in this massive. Movie. But like uh, Thor is really big. You look back at first <laughs> Thor and I was still like, this is convincing. Yeah. And he's nowhere near no. as big as he is in this movie. But that's the thing, right? So he can, he's he's not that far off so he can pull it off. But I just think uh, when I think of Roy from Ted Lasso, it's not like I'm thinking superhero. Yeah, but again. Not much less a Greek god. Like, you know, a few years of steroids and... <laughs> Steroids don't make you grow ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh... like I have no problems. I, I have no doubt that he's going to get jacked for that role. Yeah, he's still going to be. They're still going to have to film him like they filmed Tom Cruise in every one of his movies. Yeah, and Tom Cruise looks great. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So yeah, that works out great in every one of Tom Cruise movies. So <laughs> you can't recast Chris Hemsworth though. When they fight, it's going to look silly. I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it's just nitpicky stuff, but I, I like, I, I, I like the dude a lot. And but I just, I just don't see it. For the record, I'm pissed about the fact that the probably the the brightest point of of Thor: Love and Thunder is the fact that we get Brett Goldstein as Hercules, <laughs> and that's something that, like it's it's the tease. Why is that the thing I'm most excited about? Yeah, Ugh. especially because we don't know if we'll ever see him again. Really, well. 
it's reasonable we'll see him again. Yeah, we'll see him. You I know. just don't know in the in the manner that they set it up for. Uh oh, you don't know if he's gonna fight Thor? Yeah, I just don't know if like at this point I'm sure Hemsworth will come back and just a dump truck full of money at this point. But yeah. Well, and my understanding is Hem- Hemsworth is actually enjoying himself on these films. Sure. I know, and like it's it sounds at least, like at least one of us is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like I've seen behind the scenes stuff, but it seems like they're having a good time. Sure. And that's great. Yeah. You know, like typically I, I, I do think that it looks that way. I think some of that fun is communicated. Yeah, yeah. You know, they did a good job of, of of communicating some of the energy they had on set to the actual film. Yeah, yeah. Um and I would say there's there's chemistry there uh between some of the cast. In All that, of them, really. You know, I like I don't, I don't know if I was totally uh, amazed by Natalie Portman in some cases, um, which is weird because I think she's an amazing actress. Yeah. I don't know what the diff- she, issue she, was. She still wants to have to be there for the most part, right? Sorry, she still wants to have to be there for the most part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... She might enjoy the company, but it's still the end of the day. It's still thirty takes of her swinging a hammer. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, All right, we're going to end up talking about this. No, I, I, yeah, we have to stop. We have to stop. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I am definitely done. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I really want to talk about today was Stranger Things. Because uh, I was stoked about this season. You were. Uh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. And then, obviously, they delivered in spades for the last two episodes. In spades? Oh, yeah. I think they, like, this is exactly the payoff I wanted. Oh, wow! That is a <laughs> uh, like. The, okay, whoa, man! I I don't know how I can handle your reaction there. No, let's do it. Um, uh, yeah, this is exactly what I expected. It, you know, like I I wanted to see some conclusion of some of this story, but to setting up the fact that there's the the next season that we will be receiving is is going to be the end of this story. Sure. Um, so I didn't really see it going any other way in, in broad terms, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll buy that. Uh, from a individual character point of view, like I didn't know where, what was going to happen individual characters or what they were planning or, um, but I kind of expected that, uh, Vecna wouldn't die, uh, that he would get confronted and then probably wouldn't actually die because then they're setting him up as a, as the big bad, the guy behind you know, the puppet master from the beginning sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, he's not, right? They're still still the Mind Flayer. No, but, like, the argument, like, the he controlled the Mind Flayer is the... Kind of? Like, it's tough, right? Like, and this is where I, I... Well, we'll start... I guess we'll just get right into it. There's, Let's do it. There's, there's vagueness oh, to that. Oh, also spoilers about Stranger Things? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know... Huge spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's a vagueness to it, right? Because there's a point where Dustin was like... Vecna's like the lieutenant. Like he's the he's the yeah. he's the guy underneath the big bad, and they made a very very specific, uh, they made made sure to very specifically call that out, and and then they did the whole Vecna showing up and kind of doing stuff with the mind flare. So yeah. it looks like Vecna's controlling it. So I actually don't know. Well, and there's a thing <clears throat> where like you see Vecna as a kid. Uh, literally drawing the mind flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like so. There's like, well, chicken and egg sort of thing. I yeah, don't know. No idea. Um, so but, maybe there's another. There's maybe there's one left. Maybe e- either way, the way I'm seeing it is, is that like, it looks to me, basically every other season they've defeated whatever the enemy was, sure. right? And then this one is the one where they didn't. Yeah. Um. Now, granted, they defeated the mind flare by like locking it away. They didn't actually kill it. Yeah. Um. Or. 
not lock. Yeah, like they just shoved it back into the upside down. So, um, this like the. I guess if we don't really see the mind flare again, I'm not going to be too, super disappointed. Like I'm okay with Vecten taking play the place of the big bad for the rest of this series. Sure. Personally. Um, I was very disappointed uh, that Eddie dies. Yeah. I was not exactly surprised from a narrative point of view. Like again, didn't it didn't explicitly um, predict it or anything. Um, but it also like they this series has had a habit of basically keeping more or less its core people. Yep. And then uh but any new people they introduce are just dead. You know, Sean Astin is a yeah, good example. Bob. Uh yeah. Um oh crap. Max's brother. Yeah, Billy. Um yeah, the don't know the actress name, but either way. They, they had they this has been a, a fairly normal thing. That being said, Max was a new character. Um. Oh God, I should have written down everyone's names. Uh, Robin is a new was a new character. Yeah. Uh, so like, it's not like everyone new that's introduced dies. Yeah. But it's not exactly unexpected either. Um. But really disappointed to see him go. Uh. Loved the uh Master of Puppets thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I think it was uh sweet what he did. I also think it was awesome. Uh. His his character arc. Uh. You know from running away from problems and sure you know deciding to that he needed to confront this yeah. and um i loved his relationship with dustin yeah. uh and then what that means for dustin's relationship with steve sure all of that stuff um so i'm also happy to see that steve and nancy are coming back together again because as far as i'm concerned um jonathan's the worst character in the jonathan show. is the worst character in the show so <laughs> yes. uh as much as we can do to just Stop making him relevant. Yeah, uh, please. It is great for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I I had a great time. Um, I do think people talked about the length. I I do think that there was um, the final episode was a little long. Yeah, um, and that struck me where I didn't feel like that for the rest of the season. You know, like I had basically no problem in two days powering through ten hours of television over those seven episodes. Yeah, and then the last two. You know, it's only four hours of TV, and I watched it in one night, but I did feel that second episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's you know, a couple bits where you guys could have. Yeah, and I, 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 did the, I made the mistake of waiting till it dropped that night and started watching it right away, both episodes, the final two. So I Oh, at like midnight or whatever? Uh, one in the morning. It oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I was up to like five, six in the morning. Yeah. And that's, that's long. Yeah, I mean that's it's it and it's not a big deal for me. I was I I'd be up anyways. It's not a it's not an exhaustion thing. Sure. It's just you really feel it when yeah. when uh, everybody is sleeping and you know everybody's sleeping. Kind of a weird feeling like that. Yeah. Um so what? You were disappointed with it though? Like I don't know you that, kind I, of reacted I don't to know your... that I was completely disappointed. I have I have issues with some of it. Okay. For sure. I thought I thought... Wait, sorry. Stranger Things in general or these two episodes? Uh, maybe the season as a whole. Okay. And Fair that's enough. saying a lot because I'll, I'll... Outright, I'll tell you. I think it's... I think it's close to my second favorite season of the show. Okay. All right. I think the first season's basically untouchable. And Fair then enough. on a given any day, season two or four could be my second pick. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a huge drop off. I have really big issues with three. Uh, but that's a that's a different conversation. Fair enough. So I quite enjoyed the season. I do have like there was a point where I thought, um, 
there has to be stakes at some point. So I thought they were going to kill a core character. Okay. Uh, and I was flip-flopping a lot on who that would be and what that would, what, what, what that would mean. And then and then there was a scene with Eddie and Dustin. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Eddie. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was a really tough pill to swallow. Uh, and then in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if they kill Eddie, that means everybody else should be safe. And then they all, then they, they, they do the thing with Max. They sort of kill Max. Sort yeah. of kill Max. And I think my issue with a lot of this is is those kids, especially somebody like Max and Eleven, and I had issues with this at the beginning of the season with Eleven, is that they've gone through too much. Mm. You know, I think it'd be great if I could get a couple of episodes where Eleven isn't crying at some point. Yeah. It, it just feels like it's piling on. And the trauma is, is you want there to be some kind of a coming out of the other side of it and being like super strong and all that stuff. But the bullying stuff at the beginning is so bad. Yeah. It's brutally bad. And we're four seasons into this thing where this girl has been basically living under somebody else's thumb or being tortured or yeah. all that stuff. It's just so, it's so much. It's, it's a lot. so much. And then with Max, they spend the entire first half of the season with her trauma and her guilt and all that stuff. And then they kill her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just like, I, I wish the pylon was, was some, like it could be somebody else. Like Mike, who has not done anything for four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe it would mean more as well to, to, to boost other characters. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of death boosting other characters. But at the end of the day, I felt like that's what Eddie's was as well. Because at the end of the day, would it have mattered if he'd stayed or gone or ran away? For his character, yeah, it made sense to it made sense to not run anymore. That's the that's the thing that we yeah. want to walk away with. Sure. But from a timeline standpoint of what he achieves, what does he actually achieve by dying? Oh, effectively nothing. Like nothing. He, theoretically, he he saves or he keeps the bats from going and attacking. Um, yeah, but they it, they Nancy they seem Steve far and... enough away as it is. Maybe May, and maybe uh, that's... like I guess if looking at <sighs> his from his point of view as a character, he doesn't know that he doesn't know right. That's and the fine. fact that things like that, Steve and Nancy and um, why can I not remember her name? Robin. Always, Robin. Robin. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the fact that it, they you know were already screwed because of those tentacles or whatever. Um, he didn't know about, right? Yeah. Like, so the fact that his sacrifice doesn't mean anything really, um, that the bats could have just flown back, it, it still doesn't matter from the point of view of the character. It, sure. it, it's still a heroic sacrifice because he believes he's doing yeah. it for this which, reason, which regardless is, of whether it actually yeah. had. And for impact. his character, I love that for his character. And I also think it, it, it gives stakes to Dustin. Again, yep. up to this point, Dustin hasn't really lost anything. I mean, yeah, he lost Will for a couple of weeks or whatever like that. And you get him back. Uh, things go good for Dustin, basically, as a character for four seasons. Yeah, and I'm just saying, if you touch Dustin, I will kill you <laughs> and then myself. Yeah, or yeah. Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Those yeah, yeah. two, right? Like, no, I'm okay with Steve suffering a bit, though. Sure. I am not okay with Dustin <laughs> suffering. He is innocent and adorable. Yeah. Uh, so I get maybe now Dustin knows it's a real thing. It's a, it's a feels like a real thing because he's he spent four seasons being the guy to come up with the plan or figure it out. Yeah. And then go head first without any repercussions. Right. If you think about, you know, he's like, found a Demogorgon, just going to raise him. Uh, we found a gate, just go through the gate. Yeah. He's always been go first, do first, think about it later. And now he can't. 
now he has something to think about because he's actually lost somebody yeah in front of him mm-hmm. so i get it in that sense i kind of like it in that sense and i'm i'm glad it wasn't steve because that's exactly what it could have been yeah. at that point um but i just think it's a i don't it's borderline emotionally manipulative right i just it eddie is a, easily a top three make you like a character and then fuck you yeah on tv yeah easily uh so i have issues with that i i think i heard that eddie's entire character was based off of uh satanic panic stuff from the 90s and there is a particular um court case uh a friend sent me this actually shout out butlin um uh but the court case where i think it was four guys got uh life in prison yeah uh, for for apparently killing someone that they were actually mm-hmm. innocent of, and they ended up, I think, it's twenty years later, getting acquitted uh, and then released because of DNA evidence. Yeah. It might not have been twenty years, might have been a little less. Anyway, um, uh, but so so much it was about someone that was innocent and truly a good person being accused and being um, uh, treated a particular way because of what someone thought of them because yeah. they w- had long hair or because they yeah, yeah, yeah. liked skulls you know <laughs> um and so i i like that from that point of view and, and so in terms of it being emotionally manipulative i think that's powerful yeah because he is the all he ever did was be an outsider and that was all he did wrong yeah. you know uh and so i i appreciate that from even just a moral point of view sure. or for a yeah. humanity point of view but I do hear what you're saying, yeah, and I a, grieve the fact that Eddie is gone. Yeah, and it's a viewpoint thing, right? I think, uh, again, I think the double-edged sword of it is, like, I wish we would have got more time with Eddie to make that more impactful. I agree. But if, you know, but you could easily make the argument that if you spent more time with him, it's even more manipulative. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a fine line yeah. of what it is, and I think where, where it bothers me the most is the end when everybody gets back together, because now that cast is too big. Yeah, and you cut out characters that are actually good for characters that aren't. Yeah, and that's where my problem lies uh, with a lot of it. Um, I, and we have talked about this off camera, and I, you you slightly agreed and half disagreed with me. Is I think I think they sandbag a lot of their own characters because they don't know what to do with them. Mm. I, I think uh, the West Coast Pizza Crew, sure, is a wash. Like I, that's just like, hey, let's stick the four most boring characters in a van together and get them as far away as from the characters that are doing stuff. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh boy, every time those guys were on the screen, that was rough for me. And I, <clears throat> I didn't hate that in the first seven episodes, but those last two, it really, yeah, that came home. You know, the only thing they needed, they were just a taxi for L. Yeah, uh, and, and not then, even that. It, just, it felt like now you're written for convenience, the stoner dude, right? Like at the end of the day, you really. It felt like you made that character so that they could get that pizza franchise in Nevada so that you could have a salt bath. That's what, and, and the fact that you got a car. Uh, There's a convenience yeah, there too, because he doesn't bring anything else. He yeah. really doesn't. I, I think his job effectively is to be a bit of a comic relief character. That's and that's much. all it is. That's too much. But there is, like, those exist. Sure. You know, and, and, sure. and that's that's not unreasonable that he is there for those reasons. Yeah, I, I just um, think he, it's, it's overload when you have too many of those kind of characters in the season already. I think uh, with Murray, with the Russian, uh, the, the pilot, uh, the stoner guy. I think everybody. I think there were too many over the top comedic characters. Um, so that it's the just the love and thunder thing, man. It just it loses its appeal when there's too much of it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't quite see it that way. I think that 
Um, there was enough going on in enough different areas that I, I don't hate the fact that that character was there, especially because we never, like, we don't waste time with him, really. He's just there to, you know, drive the plot a bit, but, you know, make yeah. things a little bit lighter when they can or when they need to be. So yeah, it's I guess not so. I, just... I, maybe it's, I'm just not into stoner humor either. Well, and I think part of it is just that some of the uh, Mike and Will stuff was pretty heavy and, frankly, kind of out of left field, considering that none of that was really hinted at yeah. up until now um uh so i i like the fact that there was someone to sort of break some of that tension because well, you don't trust jonathan to do that <laughs> those cold dead eyes <laughs> yeah. man they don't do anything for me um yeah uh, but i hear what you're saying and and there's definitely a point to be made there again i think you're probably being a little too harsh but um yeah. but i i get what you're getting at for sure yeah 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 um but that, you know, the the whole Master of Puppets thing and, like, all yeah. of that is forever going to be a oh, the, it's worth it. legendary it's, moment in television. It's worth, I mean, that, that, that stuff is really, really good. And like I said, I think the Eddie stuff, I wish we had more time because I think they tease a pseudo-relationship with Steve. Sure. Uh, which I thought was super enjoyable. Uh, I think him... I even think at the beginning where he's where he's uh, talking with Chrissy in the woods uh, as she's going through her stuff. I think you get glimpses of what he's capable of there. Yeah, and then and then the way he interacts with Nancy and and Robin and and Dustin. Even I think there's so much to be explored there, and I hate that we got cut off at the knees. Yeah, <clears throat> I I am excited though because I think that this is the best thing that's ever happened to Joseph Quinn, the the guy that plays Eddie. Sure, uh, and his career is going to just rocket off. Um, so I'm excited to see him play what is effectively Eddie 2.0 in some other project, you know, in a year here. Yeah, looking forward um, to him being in the MCU. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I really hope they don't put him in that wig again, though. Wasn't a big fan, I'll be honest. Um, that's basically all I had on, on Stranger Things. Yeah, that's Anything? it, too. Again, yeah. it's weird. I, I think for both things we we talked about, I didn't. I, they're not bad things. In fact, I thought, again, I, Stranger Things was... My second favorite season. Uh, oh, and as far as I'm concerned, Stranger Things was significantly better than Love and Thunder. Absolutely. Like, I Absolutely. want to let the record show <laughs> that I am a fan of Stranger Things season four. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's like, I that's one I think I'd go back and rewatch. It made me want to go back and rewatch season ones through, maybe. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> that's a lot of TV. That's a lot of yeah. TV. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm game for it for the most part. But, uh, yeah, it's really enjoyable. And so it just, the things bother me. They usually do. As people yeah. have probably picked up on one of the lessons of the show i'm a bit of a nitpicky idiot fair enough man. <laughs> um yeah i don't know if i'm gonna do a rewatch i'll be honest there's too much tv on my list but still got peaky blinders to oh, yeah, finish you, up you do a lot though and we own this night and severance and uh, uh better call saul and ugh, yeah. there's, there's just there's so much there's so much yeah so. and i just i just i just started a rewatch of friday night lights Oh my god! <laughs> I'm never gonna hear you shut up about no, this show. No, never. I was, I was, and I was contemplating doing. It. I think enough time has passed. I was thinking about doing a Game of Thrones rewatch. Uh, just, no, House of the Dragon comes out really soon. Yeah, so I, I'm I don't think I don't think I'm giving it that. I don't. I'll do an episode. I can't imagine myself in caring enough. But you're gonna rewatch the whole original series. Yeah. I still think the first God, three. You're weird. I think the first three seasons of that is still some of the best TV I've ever watched. Oh, it's incredible! It's yeah. really, really good. But why not? 
no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not even engaging. Not even engaging. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a discussion for a different episode. Maybe, maybe. maybe Rewatchability maybe. of something. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week.